nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable comments. Welcome back. What's up? We back for another episode of the Dots Up podcast. We here with your host that be fronting like they know the most. You know what I'm saying? You can't take the heat and get up out the kitchen. But you know what it is. Uh, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Uh, let me start with T. What's up, T? How you been? Man, I've been pretty good. You know, F- figured out, you know, man- maneuvered that thing we talked about last time with BPX. I mean, maneuvered it in the sense that it came out of our my own family's pockets. But <laughs> I'm I'm past that, doing well. I think I'm about to uh, be an academic mentor, a little, little side, little side uh, hustle through BPS. Uh, so just to get, you know, I I'll, the one thing I did take from Bam is I I did find a lot of joy in um, in the mentoring aspect. So I'm glad to have that back, and um, I've been able to do it even through like PE. A lot a lot of anger can show up at PE class, you know, like kids trying to get stuff off their chest and just smacking niggas and shit. And one kid recently opened up to me and said, like, yeah, my parents um got divorced and stuff, and I've been taking that really hard. Yo, and this kid's in third grade. I think he's supposed to be in fourth, but how vulnerable he was for me. He's like, yo, I need a break to cool off. I'm like, yo. I like I see his potential so much, just overshadowed by his anger. But he knows it. He knows it. Like, yeah, I got to work on my anger. I'm like, word. So I think I might um, – <clears throat> trying to be his mentor. I think I, I'm going to ask his family if they'll let me be his mentor. That's free. So, so um, yeah, I've been really getting into this PE role. I'm nervous about doing all this grading stuff. I never did that before. But other than that, but yeah, overall, yeah, really hit my stride in the teacher thing and, and it's bringing me joy now. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, grading is, um, Grading is tough. When I did uh when I was the facilitator for a first year experience course at North Shore and I had to grade people's uh summer course, I was like, man, can I just get everybody an A? Like, <laughs> do I have to do I have to really go down and like dock people and stuff? And like I had to go back and like organize myself and look at what I actually handed out and assess some sort of grading system, but it is yeah, tough. That's, first that's I, I experienced it was tough. I just, you get one through four in elementary school. So I mm-hmm. just give everyone a three. And then if they have a shitty day, I just go like, all right, yeah, you got a two, you fucked up. Or like, you got a one. Like, or if they had a really great day, I give them a four. If that, or if the kids that I don't know their name off the rip, you, you know, they, they got a four because I don't have to talk to them. They just be playing the game, chilling, doing their <laughs> shit. But if I know your name, you you probably getting a three or a two. So, but I got to have my shit lined up where like, like I can prove in case like somebody calls me out, like I gotta have like their assignments and stuff. So, but yeah, I figured out. No, nobody's really sweating checking for Jim. That's the best part. Yeah, that's the worst one when people know your name. It's like yeah, being talked about in the wrong circles. Rashawn's name mm-hmm. was in everybody's mouth at Wheelock Wheelock administration. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just be catching strays, bro. Like I, I really just think to myself, but it's crazy. <laughs> Not when you was at Wheelock, apparently. Apparently. Snooze yeah, I, I don't know about him when he was the golden boy at Weston. I don't know about that, but, you know, there's some sort of transition. <laughs> he started tucking out at Wheelock. I don't know. Thought he was thought he was a bad boy. Can't stop. Won't stop. 
Don't do that. Don't oh, do that. No. Don't do that. Oh, no, Yo, no, don't do that. That's how we started the pod today. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no diddy bopping over here. Yeah, what's diddy diddy bang bang? <laughs> As a what's up with you, says, man? What's up? Trizzy dirty money. Hey, listen, Edgar, I'm gonna need you to edit out that entire segment. Mm-mm. No, we're not about to. That's staying in there. To, nah, we're not about to do that. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm good, man. Life is good. Work is good. Family's good. Um. Annabelle and I are starting to look take a look at our finances so we had our first uh meeting with uh her family friend who is gonna kind of be our accountant and just you know help us set up a a budget so uh student loan debt is something that you know I still have and you know I'm just really trying to not delay the inevitable but really start to you know tackle that head-on so Personal loan forgiveness, bro. You work for a nonprofit. You tripping. Well, that's well, that's something that um it's 10 years. Yeah, that's something that I've been doing, but um I actually did the uh application the other day, but I think yeah, I still I need have to do two more too, years. Though. Yeah, I still have two more years. But in addition to that, that's just, solid. Interest rates are obviously through the roof. And um, if you know if you're gonna get it forgiven, just pay that, pay that minimum. Definitely. Well, yeah, that too. And you know, just and the off chance that, I mean, <laughs> America makes it hard, right? In terms of, you know, this isn't something that is, you know, taught in, in schools and stuff. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought that, you know, my minimum was going towards a portion of my principal. But, you know, ever since COVID and stuff and the interest rates and all those things, I'm literally just throwing money into the trash. So, um it's good to have those tough conversations with people, but to, you know, unfortunately have a plan moving forward. So, uh, yeah, on a serious note, that's that's just kind of where my head is in terms of, you know, getting my shit in order, man. Like <laughs> setting Kai up and, you know, just setting the family up so that, you know, we're we got that get out of the debt plan. Uh, but I'll hit that up and say, sorry, I got to take you off the Netflix account. I can't, it's not in the budget. <laughs> Nah, but it's like, yo, you just, you know, you start to, you know, start to look at different things and, you know, start to track it. So it's something that I've always, you know, wanted to like really look into. And I knew that was something that was just kind of like over my head. But, you know, now that I'm in the process of doing it, it, it's a reality check. But then also, you know, we got to dial some shit back, man. So. No, store, got some shit got the butter don't got to be name brand. You know what I'm saying? The milk, you know, signature select is just yeah. fine. First, like, first order. Yeah, that's for, how I roll. First order of, order of business is definitely, you know, deleting a sneaker app. I mean, I haven't hit, you know, so that's, you know, a love and hate relationship that, you know, I'm not willing to. You love them sneakers. You know. You how many know, times you had to delete but... the sneaker app? Bro, right? That's what I'm is saying. It, does like, it just hey, automatically it repopulate it back? It just redownload itself? Hey, listen, it's it's like a you know, it's like a drug, bro. <laughs> there needs to be, you know, how they have like you know, gambling addiction. They have like the hotline. There has to be like one eight hundred. They have to have like well, exactly. It's a one eight hundred you know sneaker app hotline. I need to speak <laughs> to somebody. As a matter of fact, Kareem, I might you know talk to you. I might you know. You have to process some things, man. Yeah, we got we gotta get deep down and understand what what exactly. that is. Mm-hmm. See what's coming up for mm-hmm. me, but everything's mm-hmm. good. Um, yo, the motivations of you know the check ins and stuff on Snap. You know, I get them for D. Um, I see T in there sometimes. Um, but just trying to get back into getting my fat ass out there and running, man, <laughs> for real. So 
Yeah, uh, you don't get to call yourself fat ass, yo. Hey, yo. There's a, there's a threat. There's a threshold. Listen, none of y'all, none of y'all on here get to get to use that term. Listen, my dad, yo, my, I went upstairs. My dad looked at me. He said, "Bro, so you getting a little big?" And you know, when that's coming from pops, you know that's, you know, he'll tell you the truth first and foremost. But I was like, "Yo, let me get out here and yeah, let me get out there and run." But yo, we got to get a league, bro. I miss y'all, man, for real. I really miss just you know playing co-ed games with y'all just let's get something on a monday mondays are freaking trash like start the yeah, I'm looking forward to. <laughs> i'm saying that i'm saying that like uh bsse isn't expensive and that's another expense i'm trying to play yo i'm trying to play kickball <laughs> i'm trying to get a kickball team yeah yeah man. there's what what else is there besides bsse there's bolo and then mm-hmm. there, i think there's another one i'm nasty at kickball yeah. like, I, if the ball's in the air it's caught that turf toe ain't getting caught up with you? Huh? Not see? I'm a, I, I kick singles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, man. Just yeah. something. Yeah. Just I just got to move around. You know what I mean? I just want to stay active and stuff. But, yeah, not to hijack your, your check-ins, D. You know, you, you can hand it off now. I asked a question. I'm done. Hijacking shit. I'm done. Stop apologizing I'm for done. shit, all right? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Done, bitch. Watch your mouth. I'm done. All right, man. Uh, Reem, what's up with you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I just hit two years at Children's uh, like two weeks Damn, ago. Time flies, huh? Yeah, man. It's crazy. So that was nice. I went through. They're changing the way they do um, like yearly evaluations because of a lot of financial stuff within the hospital. And so that's changing, like, how you determine what your merit increase is and, and all that stuff, which is frustrating because of just nobody knows what it is. So, like, the process is kind of ambiguous. Um, but I know I'm getting a raise, which is nice. And I know that social work is uh, changing some things to make it a little easier for people to get raises. So, like, it's nice to see. Since I've been there, like, social work has been very supportive of people getting raises and, and using um like what is it like the cost of living uh inflation and changes like that to actually support us and so i have a unique perspective of like the hospital's actually taking really good care of me people that have been there for years and years and years are like nah we don't get paid enough we don't do this we don't do that but so i i have a a, a gratitude and appreciation of it so that's been nice kind of going through uh my yearly eval and just trying to get through this year um and then yeah outside of that just chilling relaxing Marissa's been working a lot, so I've had a lot of free time at home, playing video games, chilling, watching my shows, doing my thing, trying to take care as it gets cold, you know. Uh, but yeah, man, things been good. I can't complain. I'm looking forward to seeing some some family this holiday time. Um, getting to relax a little bit, take some trips to see some family, see y'all. Hopefully, plan some things out. But yeah, man, things been good. Things been good. Why are you shaking your head, Rashawn? I don't want to see this nigga. <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm just I know you, bro. I miss you, honestly. Oh man, that's right, yo. You know, speaking of that, yo, Reem, <laughs> I, I was driving through Dorchester and I, I stopped to try to get some directions. I was like, yo, y'all know where Shiz is? They're like, nah, Shiz ain't good over here. Don't mention I, that name. He ain't good over know, here. I don't know where he, he be got at. ran I out his own. He, ta- at, he got ran at. out his own town. So just letting you know, just that's a busy man. That's a for, busy for man. Motherfuckers <laughs> who are really about the street. I'm a good kid. Listen, I do my thing. I I never been associated with that. I respect it. But you know, I pay my taxes, man. I'm a I'm a law abiding citizen. 
Boy, Wesley Snipes, you ain't pay your taxes. <laughs> Man, what's up with you, Mook? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good today. It's a blessed, beautiful Sunday, so it's good to it's good, uh, good to be back with y'all. Where the fuck you at? Because it's not beautiful outside. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it looks like it's raining. There's a hundred and ten percent chance of rain. I saw that weather report last night. I was like, hey, damn. In Moose's mind, it's a beautiful listen, day. I like That's that. Listen, when it's like that. when it's raining out, it's a lot warmer than when it's just straight cold out. Where you have to wake mm. up in the morning, your your windshield's frozen and stuff. I'll take the rain over them fucking two degree days when you're at six o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to get into to Boston. Mm. That's real. <laughs> DP, yo, what's goody? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. Um, really just wrapping up my semester, my first semester of grad school. Uh, so focusing on my final projects, which is yeah, warranted the use of blue light glasses, as you can see, because I just feel like I'm staring at screens. And um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a lot, but. Um, I'm feeling good because historically my patterns in school is like I can start out the year really well and then come midterms I like fall off of my work and then I'm scrambling at the end for um to get my work in like late work in and then in that really sab it's like self-sabotaging so reflecting on that process and coming back to school and doing that now I was like I felt like I was hyper aware of it and there was a moment there where I had to battle like imposter syndrome and battle um, just those feelings coming up of like, yo, why did you put yourself into this situation? Um, especially around Thanksgiving break, because now I'm I'm so structured and I have such a routine that when I have to deviate from that routine, it, it's like it's really nerve wracking for me. Um, so just having to battle that and then look at it and be like, yo, you're actually in a really good spot. You know, you actually you're still two weeks left and you're finishing up your projects. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just like a realization of, of, of looking at that growth being like, damn fucking at 30 years old, you finally figured it out, <laughs> but no, that's real. Nah, that's it's, real. it's, it's, um, and not even finally figured it out, but just still, it's, it's still a little bit anxiety inducing, but it's like, I'm, I'm able to acknowledge that that's just the narrative I'm building. And that's not the reality of my situation. Whereas in the past, that was the reality of my situation because I had to catch up. But um, other than that... Who cares what age you figure it out at? The fact that you acknowledge it and, and can name it, that's that's a win right there. Yeah, not for sure. Um, other than that, I did have to go back and forth with the um, talk about loans. Um, they hit me up. I, mean, I feel like Trevor told us that story last week and then the yo. loan department hit me up like, yo... <laughs> You owe money. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, this ain't right. And then I'm calling him back all week. Can't get nobody on the phone. Calling him back all week. Can't get talking to the live chat. Nothing. Finally, um, I called and it's always like, oh, yo, uh, 32 minute wait, 45 minute wait. And then finally, I just stayed on the phone and like I waited. And then like after the 32 minutes, they're like, do you want us to call you back? I was like, all right, fine. Call yo, me back. That's my and thing. Like, do you, they, my fault. They I mean, finally, no, they finally called me back. And the person was like, oh, I was like, uh, why is it saying that I, I owe, I've missed two payments. I've been in grad school since September. Uh, I should be good. And they're like, oh yeah, you're good. I was like, what? They're like, oh yeah, you're fine. We made an error. Um, so sorry about that. 
I was like, do you think you could send that to me in writing? He's like, oh, yeah, no, it's in your portal. I was like, no, but do you think you could email me this communication? Because you guys emailed me everything saying that I was owing so much money and like sending me all this mail saying I owed money. But now that I don't owe money, like, can I get that in writing? She's like, trust me, you're fine. Um, and she's like, check your, your email for this date. And I looked at the email and the email says, um, please click on this portal to see to see this communication. So the email doesn't even say that, oh, yeah, you don't owe any money. So it's like y'all can scream at me saying I owe you money. But then when y'all when it's the mistake on your end, then no one is reaching out to me. Like I could have <laughs> sat there. I could have paid it. And then I would have I wouldn't have had to need to pay it. But like it's just like that was a little frustrating. The little woman was really nice. The woman was really nice. I gave her a good review. I gave her a good survey. But I was just like, damn, that was stressful. So that that talk about student loans also made me think of that. Yeah, I just think the long waits and, you know, those letters and stuff, all that's by design, bro. Like, it's just so annoying. Yeah, all the automated messages, yeah, all the automate, yeah. like, click one if you want to do this. Click None of them have it. Like, they went all the way down to eight, and none of them on the menu had what I needed to talk about. Yeah. Did you take, uh, not to get, like, personal and shit, but did you take out a loan for, for grad school, too? Yeah, I had to. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, because... Uh, my situation coming from North Shore. Yeah, no, <laughs> I feel no, I, I had to take to, I had to take out a loan too, but I yeah. thought there was just kind of like maybe a like a forbearance period too, like when you're in school. Yeah, there is. To, yeah, so there is, there is, yeah. and that's why I'm like, why am I being hit up about student loans, saying yeah. that I owe X amount of money? Yeah, and so yeah, they made that they made that error, and that got figured out. So, but yeah, so other than that, you know, I'm cooling. Um. Yeah, how was everybody's Thanksgivings? Everybody. Oh. Why are you uh, laughing? <laughs> yo, not even not even a joke about that. But we had a scare, bro. And I I told you oh, to yeah. go offline. Um. <laughs> so like my mom and my my grandmother, she's old to the point where she has a tendency to forget things. So if she put the turkey in the oven she might forget his day and burn the house down um but my uh my mom dialed it back this year in terms of like yo i'm not gonna cook the turkey like i'll make the sides i'll make the mac and cheese i'll make the collard greens i'll do the the yams and my cousin's a chef so he was like yo i'll take on i'll take on all the big stuff like i'll do the turkey i'll do this i'll do that y'all want fried turkey wings like i'll i'll hook it up i'll make the oxtails i'll do all this and um Days leading up to it, <clears throat> something happened to his his girlfriend's daughter. I think she got shot. Now she's paralyzed or something like that. So there's a lot of shit going on, right? And um, so he's dealing with that. And he's also dealing with depression, too. Um, so Thanksgiving comes around. We spend Thanksgiving with my dad's side of the family. And, you know, my dad said, hey, let's have people show up at 3.30 you know, black people, they show up at, you know, 430, still te technically on time. And my cousin never shows up at 330 or 430. Like he'll probably roll in around five. Right. But five, five o'clock rolls by his sister and his mom, my aunt are there. We call him. Everybody calls him. He doesn't pick up his phone. So we're like, OK, still, there's nothing weird about that 
five thirty, six o'clock rolls by. Still haven't heard anything from him. Mind you, my aunt has been calling him like every five minutes. Nothing. So he has two kids. Him and his baby mother are separated. Um, my cousin, his sister, FaceTimes the kids. They're like, yo, where's your dad? Where are y'all at? They're like, oh, we haven't heard from dad since yesterday. And she was like, oh, now I'm worried. So I'm like, yo, like, do y'all know where he lives? Y'all know where he stays at? They're like, we know he lives in Dorchester, but we don't know where he lives. I look at his Facebook post. The last post that he had was something around depression. And, you know, shout out to all those that are going through something that are just kind of powering through. So now it's like seven o'clock. Mind you, people were supposed to be there at 3.30. It's like almost four hours and there's no communication with this dude. So my dad is like in the living room, like Lawrence Fishburne and freaking uh, Boys in the Hood. Like, you know, when Cuban Gooding Jr. snuck out the house and he's just like twirling the, the metal balls to like alleviate any stress or anything. That's So my dad was one worried, but like more so frustrated too. 7.30 rolls by. He calls and says, hey, I'm on my way. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I've just felt very over like overwhelmed like i think cooking for that many people was overwhelming to him and you know we had a conversation and stuff and the way that he dealt with that was i'm gonna throw my phone in the other room and not answer now my rational mind is nigga <laughs> i'm not asking for an explanation or anything i just want to make sure that you're okay but i thought you said he's gonna want the turkey <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like it, it just at at that point like i couldn't be I guess my frustration turned into like worry, like, yo, this would be so fucked up if something happened to him on Thanksgiving, right? Versus like him coming through the door and being like, dog, what the, you know what I'm saying? It would, it, it ended up being that, but it was just, um, so to make a long story less long, there was definitely <laughs> a worry and, um, you know, everything ended up working out and stuff, but yeah, just, just a scare, bro. And, just really thinking about, you know, just mental health and what that brings up for people during the holidays and how people respond to it. Um, you know, it's people have different ways of handling stress. And, um, you know, some people sleep, some people avoid <laughs> to the point where, you know, I, I'm just really just trying to make sure that you're okay. But, you know, some people go through that process differently. So, you know, yeah. I, I can kind of relate to, I, I've, relate to that story where like um my 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 brother is, is is weird like that with holidays i mean and I, I i don't blame him um i think she's really technically like she she's adopted into my dad's family but um my aunt committed suicide on like mm -hmm. christmas eve or something like that or christmas day like like one of the few days right before christmas like my brother was home from college so i know it was like right around christmas and i feel like since then i've been like yo I think there's so much pressure on people to abide by all these social norms that like, even if you have a normal bad day, but it's the Christmas time, like, Oh, where's your holiday spirit and stuff like that. That, that shit builds up. Cause like for me, I get so frustrated with Christmas stuff. Like, yo, you gotta have your tree up. I gotta do this. Like, yo, I'm not into that. But like, mm. everyone's telling me to like the matching pajamas, like, yo, I'm not into that. I don't want to spend my money on that. Like, but like, 
it's just all this pressure that you have to do this thing that like, yo, I didn't make this up. I didn't sign up for this shit. But like everyone's just assuming that like I'm down with it and I want to do it. And I don't like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like I don't think any any kind of societal pressure about like is like the holidays. Even beyond, you know, people are worried about like, you know, deaths they've had around the holidays or people that they they miss that they wish could be there and stuff like that. But I think all that to me in my head amounts to like societal pressure of like, yo, you gotta you gotta abide by this. And then don't get me started on buying shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go back down the capitalism <laughs> hole again. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, no I think it, it is also interesting. I had a moment of reflection where at Thanksgiving, I was like, damn, this is the only time in a while where I could think of that, like we're all literally around a table, mm-hmm. like eating. And that used to be like a staple of American society. Um, you know, everybody eating around the dinner table um, every day. And like that is completely reserved now, I feel like, to um, holidays. And that's very jarring. I just spoke about routine for me. Like, and I can imagine routine and and structure is, is important to other people. And so having to throw that off and then engage in an activity that could be very anxiety inducing to be around people who you're not around anymore um, and have to like open yourself up in that way could just also be very difficult for other people. Like, like I'd imagine it was much easier in the past and I could just be making this shit up, but I imagine it's much easier in the past. Cause that was a thing. Like everybody gathered around the table, everybody eat, like even, even Sunday dinners, like I don't even hear about those as much anymore. Like, it's just interesting. I just had I had that moment. I had that thought reflection during Thanksgiving break. Like the older you get, the more expectations there are on you. Because when you said it was easier back in the day, I'm like, yo, that's because I didn't have any money. I didn't have to buy anybody shit. Like all mm-hmm. I had to do was like fucking color outside inside the lines on a picture and give it to my parents and be like, hey, he's good, right? <laughs> and they're happy. Like now, yeah. Am I the only person that finds it like hard the older we get holidays in general? Just like, like, for example, like you said, just getting gifts for people. Like, I find it hard every year because it's like, well, am I supposed to? You're grown. That's what I'm saying. But like, I don't know what, like, getting older, I don't know what the norm should be for myself. Like, when you're a kid, like, there was like maybe like two or three aunts that you get a gift to, obviously your parents and, and siblings and stuff. But then it's like, now that you're older, like, do I still, am I still obligated to, I wouldn't say obligated, but like, would it be in a good gesture to get that person a gift? Like, I never really know what to, to do in that, the holiday season. No, I just yeah, I'd hope niggas don't give me, a, just don't give me a gift. Just don't. <laughs> so then I don't have to like, cause I'm not buying you. So. <laughs> Unless yeah, it's I, one of them, um, what do they call it? Where you the not the secret Santa, but like you get the numbers and then you, you got a gift and you could trade people. That shit's fun. Like, yeah, that's, like that's what I was gonna white, white elephant, white elephant. So my um my in laws actually they do good, bad, and a useful, and then there's like a budget, right? So the budget this year I think is fifty dollars. <laughs> so you have to within that budget. Yo, you have to have a good, bad, and a useful gift. And then we roll the dice and we switch. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's it's a game. It's fun. Yeah, um, that sounds fun. 
but you know with my with my family though it's we're in a group chat my dad's like yo i want this for christmas and you and your sister figure that out and that's like <laughs> all right bro you know what but I'm that's saying? valid though. Like, I respect <laughs> yeah, that. Though. I appreciate because that directly. Every year, every year, like especially like my dad, like my dad, my dad, and my mom is so I wouldn't say opposite, but like my dad for like Christmas, he's like, you know, I really don't, you know, you can get me whatever. Like that shit pisses me off because now I spend weeks trying to figure out like what the fuck do I get him though. He's like, you know, I really don't need anything. My mom will give me like a list of like we'll say like ten things that she's good with and it's like okay then off that list my mom's birthday is right before christmas too she's the 17th so i get her a christmas gift i get her a birthday gift and like i know exactly what she wants my dad's like whatever my brother will just kind of send me stuff throughout the year so like it's just like whatever i feel like at this point like he's fine with whatever and dolly's the same thing i tell like usually around this time i'm like yo like just give me a list of shit. Because it's like the only person I really have to worry about getting stuff for, even though she's going to be fine if I get her a box of fucking, you know, styrofoam or something like that. Like, Zoe. Yeah, like, sure kids, don't, fucking... kids don't know um, what they want right now. Like, they, Zoe, like, I can hand her an avocado and she'd be like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, she doesn't care. Yo, like, I want to get her as much stuff as, as possible. Ty's about to get an empty Amazon box. And, be okay. and he's gonna be fine with that. He has a blast. Cut a hole in it so you can look out of it. Yeah, that's forty-five minutes of uh, joy and you a just keep wrapping it too, and she'll have fun all day just mm-hmm. ripping stuff up. Like Zoe will be fine wrapping like five times. My, my my presents open. Like that's what she's. It's fun for her. Yo, on a real note though, I was looking. I have like the paydays, um, like every payday on the calendar. And I was like, oh, damn, dang. payday falls like the week before Christmas. It would get paid three times in December. So I was like, damn. So that was just another, to your point, another stress of like, okay. And then even with like this budgeting piece, like, yeah, it's going to look real slow this year. After pay is a lifesaver. <laughs> yo, and then if somebody like tells you, like, yo, get me this for Christmas. My first argument, yo, you buy it then. Like, you already know what you want. Like, yeah. then I'll buy what <laughs> oh, I that's real, yo, want. That's, no, and then for real, that's real, T. That's real. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's not even, I like when you, like, if you go out and think of something good, and then, like, I'm like, well, would oh, you give her, Would you give the, your card and let them buy it? No. And let them buy no, it No, I'll just go get what I want. No, oh, so if the person says, "Yo, I want this," and you're like, "Yo, just go buy it yourself," you're not gonna buy it for yeah, you. Just go get it, and then don't worry about getting me a gift. I'll just go buy something. It's cold blooded. <laughs> See, like, yeah, cold blooded. Yeah, well, and that just shows I, I can do how someone's like, get me glass, like, sun, like, give me some sunglasses. All right, now I can pick the style and stuff like that, like something mm. general like that. But what they're gonna be like, "Yo, I want the the you know the Jordan fourteens and and this color." Stop Nobody's like, ever asked me for some Jordan Four. <laughs> I'm like, you've lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> like, Do you think I mean, that's, shows... brother, that's the only person I can ask him for a pair of sneakers and I'd get it for him? <laughs> that's the societal pressure. It's like, you, know, you, I have to get you a gift. You know, you just told me what you want. Like, boy, it just it just shows what people think. Like Christmas is. It's like it's about giving gifts, and I'm trying to make it, it easier for you. So let me tell you what I want. But that still defeats what the purpose is, right? Like it's. it's I'm not religious, so that's what it's about to me. Well, and 
Yeah, and it, and it might not be in, in terms of like specific religiously Christmas, why it's that, but the idea of being around family and the idea of giving gifts, people are all in the mindset of like, I, I want something, I know somebody's going to give me something, so let me make it easier for them and just tell them what I want. But to your point, T, it's like, well, then you could get it yourself, but that doesn't always work because you have adults and you have kids and you like, so that's different for everybody, but it still gets away from the point of like being around people and the mm. thoughtfulness of just uh, giving as opposed to like having to know the perfect gift, having to have the perfect idea, having to have, you know, the right time, the right place where you're with everybody, you know, and, and that's the stress of what you guys are talking about with Christmas, where it's, it's always thinking about like the future. You're not in the actual moment, right? You're thinking about Christmas dinner. You're thinking about, okay, what are we doing after that? What are we doing for presents? You're not actually in all the those boxes you gotta fucking fold up and throw out. Yeah, the, the cleanup, right? Yeah. Transportation. You know how, how are we getting there? Yeah. So you gotta take like three trips to the recycling bin. And then it's full. Mm-hmm. So then you gotta keep it somewhere in your house until the recycling comes. Yo, like, I, yo I hate that. <laughs> yo, it's, when we when yeah. we had Sasha, like all the stuff we got, your boxes, like, yo, I I I would come home but like you <laughs> had so many in my house. Do you feel like the, like, obviously the advancement of technology, like everything at our fingertips and then the age factor now plays into like, for me, I'm like, yo, Christmas is that much trash now because everything is at my disposal. Like if I want something, like I can just hit up Amazon or if I want this, like I can order it online and pick it up at Best Buy or, you know what I mean? Like that appeal or that it like that to your point, Reem, like, yes, to somebody, Christmas is about, like, thoughtfulness or the process of going or, like, compiling all this data as to, like, yo, this person wants this and I'm going to go and, like, wrap it up and they're going to be surprised on Christmas, right? Or, you know, the community piece, but, like, also on the other end, it's just, to T's point, if I want it, like, I'm just going to... Just gonna get it because it's it's there. I think. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the idea of like you're you're sacrificing yourself for somebody else. So like the reason you let somebody get you a gift is because they feel good by getting you a gift. Like in 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 a sense, even if you know you want these shoes, you tell your mom, "Hey, I'm looking at these shoes," so that she can get you something so that she feels nice. And like that's part of the reason behind it is like, yes, I'm a grown man. I can go get the shoes if I want to. Yeah. And my mom who doesn't need to support me anymore feels so happy that she can spend this money and get shoes for me that I could just go buy myself. But like, that's really did what it is. you tell her what shoes you wanted or did she like, hmm, I think Kareem would like those. Well, you could do different. either one. You could give her a general idea of I'm looking at these, these, and these, or you could say a specific shoe. But the idea is you let somebody get you a gift because it will make them feel better. Even if you personally are like, I could just go get it myself. It's the idea of switching like, who are you thinking about, right? It's like for you, for you, it's like, I don't, I don't need to have somebody get me something. I can get it myself. And people feel good when they do that. So let me allow them to feel good by getting me a gift, even though they don't have to, even though I don't need them to, you know? So so you and Marissa got a joint bank account, right? So where you getting at? What you getting at? So she gets you a gift. You'd be like, man, I bought that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that I right, see. That's a whole other conversation. We we gotta talk about that differently. No, but, so then that gotta be a thought. That gotta be a thoughtful gift. Then, like, it, if, yeah, I don't yeah, mind I gifts mean, that like when when gifts speak to my um, idiosyncrasies when they speak to my hobbies. Like, I like those gifts, but I'm I know I'm easy to do that because 
you know, I'm very, very much nerdy. Like it's easy to find a bunch of the stuff that I like. Some other people aren't as easy to shop for. Like I'll be cool with a Funko Pop or action figure still like at this age. Like, so it's like, to me, that's like, that's the meaningful piece. Like, well, I like, oh, that's thoughtful. Cause that's like a 10, $15 thing. It's like, oh, that's cool. And I can add it to and my collection. Me. Yeah. And you know me. So like, if you do it like that, like that's, that's straight. But that, I, that's I reserve my strategy for asking for gifts, especially with my parents is that I reserve that for the, the larger items or the larger, the more expensive mm. items, like the things that I do need, but I don't, I, things that I want that I don't necessarily need there. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, Last Christmas, my mom got me an iPad, and like that was probably one of the most that's probably one of the best gifts I've gotten um in a while because I've been using it so much, um especially with grad school, and like like stuff like that is like all right how what's what do I want that will actually like assist me that I don't just actually want just to have like that I actually need like what tools can I get what can advance me whether it's in my own time or professionally like. Think, I'm thinking in those terms as well, but even um, you know, me and Steph agreed like you know this year we're not gonna do Christmas gifts. We're gonna we're gonna get a trip. Mm. Like looking at that like in different ways. Like all right, how else can we spend the money that we would normally spend? We did that before Sorry. our anniversary. So know, I feel like it's gonna be more expensive than a Christmas gift. But yeah, <laughs> my my question is: Do you think that that we think of Christmas differently now because we're an adult? and not as kids so like you yeah. know the sean said like you know everything like is easily at our fingertips now but it's like you know when we we're a kid like like i remember for me personally when i was like you know like 10 through like 14 every year you'd get the you'd get like the best buy um pamphlets and stuff or like toys of rust pamphlets when we were like real young and you could Those put like a fire on it like oh love it and like you know you give that to your parents and it's like waking up on christmas morning when you see like gifts on the tree like that shit was like the dopest thing in the world like i think like one year like you know like when you're thinking like real young like one year i got like a ps2 and i was like that's the greatest gift in the world and stuff like that but like as the older you get it's like like you said like you can just get yourself that. I don't think it has to do with Amazon being accessible. I think if we were kids at that point and Amazon was still accessible, we would just be sending our parents on what's in our cart right now and hopefully they get it to us too. So like I still think like it's the the <laughs> the olderness of like, you know, just at any point, any time in the year, if I really want something, shit, I go to Amazon and just scoop it up and it's not really gonna you know, it's not like a surprise. I mean, I still get, you know, when I when I see the Amazon delivery come in, you know, with, or, you know, sneakers finally drops on at the doorstep. Like, you know, I'm, I'm excited. As a, you know, I'm happy as like a little kid again. Well, I think it's yeah. to your point. I like gifts when someone else didn't give me a gift and I didn't expect it. And they gave me a gift. I didn't. Then it feels like a gift because I didn't reciprocate and I'm not going to. Because if it was from your heart, you shouldn't be expecting anything back. But then that's when it feels like a gift. If I bought you a gift and you bought it, it cancels out. So. Yo, Trevor math is hilarious. Nah. <laughs> nah, Trevor is just one of these like super logical, just like matter of fact guys. Yo, like, honestly, T might be on to something because I'm like, yo, you know what? You might be right, but I'll only say it on this pod though. <laughs> even like, like even when um, like when I worked at the elementary school, it was a lot of like affluent parents, and they gave me like a ten dollars Starbucks card. I'm like, yeah, just yeah, like, that's I'm dope. I love this. This is great. Like. I'm up. I'm up right now. Yeah. I think to Mook's question, though, 
you're you're right like you have so zoe is a sponge she's a child like her experience of christmas is whatever you and dahlia do and the same yeah. goes for you know myself and 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 t right like there's more of a responsibility to make christmas however it is to them because they're gonna grow up and be it's it's either gonna be lit or or it's not like you know what i'm saying it's just... but like that's my enjoyment too is like when on christmas day obviously not still now like i'm still gonna get zoe guests but like i can't wait to like zoe's like six or seven years old and she's in my room at 3 a.m. Like, can we go see what Santa left me and stuff? Like, that's that's my enjoyment. Like, I'll be so happy when I can get her stuff that she can, you know, she actually gets excited about. Like, when I tell her something like, yeah, you know, like, maybe next year you can get it and stuff like that. And then seeing her face when on Christmas Day she gets to to, to play with whatever is whatever's popular at the time for, for kids. Like, I'll be so happy when that happens because that's the feeling I had when I was a kid, waking up on Christmas morning and seeing, you know, whatever was under the tree. Like that shit was that shit was amazing. So that shit was great. You know, like even now I'm thinking about it, I just remember like the pure like just pure joy of just like <laughs> exactly like, and then like those like just trying out all the stuff and then being like, fuck, we don't got no batteries. I was gonna open a CBS and Walgreens, like going to get battery, like yo. Know, or getting a bike and being out there cold as hell, but yep. still riding that shit yep. through snow. <laughs> like that's the greatest feeling. That's the greatest feeling in the world is the a kid getting to wake up on Christmas Day. Like there's no other, there's no other time like that. And like you said, like we had such great Christmas as kids. Like you want to give your kids that that feeling on Christmas, so that down the line when we're Christmas not here, they're kids. giving those kids. They're giving that. They're giving their kids that same Christmas experience and then there's kids kids that same Christmas experience. Um this is this is a side this is gonna be you know an off the rip topic I guess it's going it's it's related but it's going down a track. But so I was talking about gift giving and just like you know some people's love language is gift giving. Um and I was just wondering are y'all able to identify with what your love language is? Right yeah I'm I'm acts of service. Mm. Do like something that you do that I didn't ask you to do to show that you just happen to be thinking about me. Um, like, and, and that's how, so like, yeah, like, cause like that's like Stephanie, like I'll like be making breakfast and I'll like make something separate for her because I know she's not gonna really, she's gonna like something else more. Like, or if I'm out in the store, I'm like, mm, she would like that. And just like a little like $2 candy bar or something like that. That's how I like, like just so you know, like I'm always thinking about you. And if I come across something that makes me think about you, capitalize on it to make you happy word I, um, and is that also how you receive it too like that's like in the sense of how you get your access but that's also what you receive yeah. as well okay mm-hmm. i read something a long time ago about the love languages and it was this idea that your love language is the language you wish you received when you were younger and so mm-hmm. when you become you know an adult or kind of more fully formed in your thoughts your desired love language is maybe what you were um, depleted of when you were younger. And so it's like an interesting thought as you guys give your answers now, is that something you received when you were younger? And you, is that something you got when you were younger? Or is that something you thought you wanted when you were younger and now you asked for it? Well, I'm actually, well, mine's oh, also definitely something I, <laughs> mm. it's definitely something I wanted. I know. Cause we, we had some, some tough times. So I never got, I, I got, like, especially when they got in high school, like, I even really get like a birthday present. Like, like my mom, like, yo, what do you want for dinner? And what kind of cake do you want? Like, 
That was, and I was like, you know, I knew, I knew what was up. So I was like, all right, cool. Like that's, that's what we do. Um, so yeah, definitely. I wanted like to be able to just get stuff, mm-hmm. but on Christmas now, that's at least at Christmas. That's when I got the hookup. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say mine is physical touch and just quality time. But when you said if that was something that I was, that I didn't receive, I'm like, I, I don't, I feel like I, I had a lot of, spent a lot of time with my family, like, um, but I, I don't feel like that was something that I didn't receive growing up. I felt like I received a lot of family time and quality time. It could time be something that brought you comfort, maybe. Yeah, something that was modeled for you, too, that, you know, as as Mook and T just yeah. checked in saying how they, their Christmas experience, yeah. they want to share that with their yeah with their children. So it's like that could also could be on the other opposite spectrum that, you know, it was modeled in such a core memory for you that, you know, that's just what yeah, it is yeah. now. Yeah. When yeah. you said physical touch, I was like, I wasn't touched as a child. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like that. I hope. Yeah, no, I, I I have a hard time identifying my um love language. And I think that kind of falls in line more so with what Reen was saying because I felt not I, I very much very much felt loved by my parents, but I felt I feel very disconnected in the sense that like we 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 outwardly showed affection rarely (laughs) and so it's like so i don't necessarily know how to express that well um so it's like physical touch absolutely not like out the window like words of abs words of affirmation (laughs) absolutely not it's kind of like the opposite of words of affirmation um but i think i do fall in line with like acts of service um, because for me, it's like a character thing. It's like, okay, I can trust you. And I think trust is a big thing with me. So if you're doing stuff just because you're doing it, it's like, I can I can trust that. And that's and I had to work that out with Steph. Steph identified that um, in me. And because she would ask me and I was just like, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't think I fall under one of the categories. Have you ever um, taken one of the tests? Uh, I, uh, I'm sure I have, but it didn't resonate. Um, just like going on a Google search and doing the test, like, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, it's definitely not, um, it's definitely not physical touch. I tell you that. Um, I, I like I my space. You touch me yeah. all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, when you call me a bitch, that means you love me. <laughs> oh my God. What were you <laughs> saying, Reeves? Those uh, words of affirmation. Nah, I've, I've, uh, done the love language test with like patients that I work with and this couples mm-hmm. therapy that I did a long time ago. And, um, I've always wondered, like, is there, I'm sure there is correlations between men and women and what their uh, most common love languages are. And I feel like for guys, um, acts of service is most commonly how they show their love. And that's probably the stereotypical idea of like, guys aren't always as expressive, or maybe they weren't always given the love or, or said or shown the love that when they were younger. So when they get older, they just know, if I do this for you, that's showing that I care about you. That's showing that I, I love you. And I feel like acts of service is how many guys show love. But at some point, people develop into understanding what their partner needs and what their partner wants. And they just develop in themselves and like, no, I can actually give you words of affirmation. I can actually just be physically around you or just in your presence, or I can touch you. And that's love too. But I think I would imagine that there's, I'm sure there's data on it, but that shows that people's languages change as they get older. But I'm sure younger people have this, common language and as they get older and develop they realize i can be more rounded in how i express my love and also how i receive it too 
yeah, I think that was one of the indicators that that I identified with um Steph that I was like, oh, I actually really, really love this girl because I was willing to cross boundaries that I wouldn't in terms of like, for example, like physical touch, like just like, I don't, I don't want to hold your hand. I don't want you to be, but I'm like willing to do all those things with her. Right. And so like, that was like an indicator to me, like, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So that, that, that's a good point. Right. But what, what did you, when you did those tests, did you reflect on it yourself? Did you come up with anything? Do you have an idea? Oh yeah. When, when I'm definitely, uh, acts of service person in terms of how I receive, how I give love. And it's also how I receive love, um, preferably, but it's also changed over time as to now, like me and Marissa will be together for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm way more physical touch than I was 10 years ago. Like I, I was like, I, I could never hold her hand. Mm-hmm. I, I could never like in public show any public displays of affection and now it's like, no, I actually like that. Like, I like for us to like show that we're we're together, we're a couple, and that we're touching, we're hanging out, we're hugging. So like, I I've very much changed over the years, and and now acts of service is still how I pr- primarily give love, but I also very much give love by physical touch because she needs that from words of affirmation because she needs that. But I've also come to enjoy those ones too. You know, like it's not at one point it was probably just me doing that because that's what she needed. But now it's more because that's actually how I want to give love too, you know? And I think that's a difference. Are you doing it just because that's what your partner needs or is that actually what you want to do in in some sense too, as you get more used to it, more familiar with it? Well, you want your partner to be happy, you know, that's what what you need. So then that brings you joy because you love that person. You do. And I think there's a place where you can make the distinction of like, am I doing this purely to make my partner happy or is there a part of me that will be happy by doing this and in return my partner but you're also happy happy, because your partner's happy but exactly (laughs) and you're also happy because your partner yeah (laughs) but i think there is a place where you can find that distinction am i just doing this for somebody else or am i doing this for me and also benefit somebody else i think the middle ground of that are you oh my bad let me just put this then i'll ask i think the middle ground is like are you doing it because you want something else? Like not necessarily because you want your partner to be happy, but like, like, you know, how Quid pro quo. Like, oh, if I, yeah, exactly. Like if I wash the dishes, like, am I going to get a blowjob tonight? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, how, how many chores do I have to do to like touch some boots? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a Yo, that Trevor, like, Trevor math. That is again, bro. Yo, tell yeah. me he's onto something. <laughs> I, I'll say Yo, if that, if that's how people are I thinking, that's a, little, a little manual. That's not a great sign. That's not a great sign. But I mean, for some people, maybe it works. I don't know. No, uh, it's not. It's not healthy. (laughs) Depends on what it is, I suppose. Yeah, Luke. What was what was yours? Um, I would say the same thing. Like, I think that um, I don't think I'm as much as a, a physical touch person. Um, like I said, back in the day, like I said, like my mom, um, you know, very affectionate and things like that. But I don't think that like that's necessarily my love language. I like just me personally. I just like seeing people happy. So like I really like surprising Dahlia with like you know if I go out in the morning or something like that. Like if I come back with a coffee, like and just seeing her like just the joy of that, like that's cool with me. Or like. If I see something in the store, like, okay, like, I feel like she really, I feel like she would really like this. Like, like, it could be something stupid, something silly, like, oh, like, this movie was on sale and I just figured you'd, you know, you'd want it or something like that. Like, 
So that like that brings me joy. So I think that's what my um It's a little bit of gift giving. Yeah, gift giving, I guess, um, would be my my love language. Um I like receiving gifts, I like giving gifts. Um that's a big thing. Physical touch is also something that can be um important, but I think that just seeing joy in other people is is what my love language is. Like just seeing Zoe and Dahlia happy, like that's that's what I love to to see. Mm. Yeah, for sure. No, the thanks thanks for following me down that rabbit hole. I was just I was just curious because I was something I was reflecting on. Um awesome. just yeah, just it's overall expression, as you said, Reem, just like being being okay with expressing myself and and uh understanding that piece. So that conversation helped me out here and what you guys have gone through. So appreciate that. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is like it it's you can't expect to know those things uh, immediately. Like we're we're all just about thirty, and some of us are just kind of figuring that out now. I know, like I've just recently kind of figured out what that is for me. But that's yeah, like, you, and you that's doing a ten year bid? We exactly, exactly. My my point exactly, right? And it's like, well, think about that. For however long we've been together, I didn't actually know what I wanted in my relationship, and maybe for some point, I didn't know what she wanted. Like, but that's that's a natural progression, right? Like that's naturally how people learn and figure out these things. And it's again, like to this expectation societally of you're supposed to know immediately what you need and, and how to love people. But it's like, that's not really how things work. Like relationships grow and they change. Um, yeah. Being able to develop. Rashawn and I always joke around and say like being in relationships is, is um for the weak or you have to be weak, not weak, but like a little bit you have to be a little more timid when you're in a relationship and then the other day I we like flipped it and we we're like no nah, actually it takes a different toughness it's a different kind of toughness mm -hmm. um as a man to be in a relationship like yes there's times when we have to defer absolutely defer but that in itself is toughness i think um well, just think about all the superficial yeah. things that we thought as college like you know our girl has to be this way or if we're in a relationship, we have to do this, but that came from a place of insecurity and just right. like not wanting mm -hmm. to uh, allow ourselves to be vulnerable in, in, in work with, with our partner. So yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like all of us, bro, like how we're just moving into a completely different phase of our lives now. Like some of us have kids, some of us are, you know, moving to, you know, potentially tie in a knot you know what i'm saying so there's just it's just cool that like we've for the most part known each other through some of those some of those phases so <laughs> i see yeah. i see d looking around i not got you in your i got you in your headphones yeah i didn't, say, I didn't say nothing crazy right no nah, no nah, you oh, didn't okay. say nothing crazy right. and here's, here's another thing too that i feel like is important about a relationship you never really think about it until now like you had to realize like there was a lot of compromise that you made. Cause like you said, like we were in college, like you thought like it was going to have to be structured. Like the person has to be just like, like this was what, you know, your ideal person was. Nobody is ever going to be a perfect person. So there's going to be some, there's going to be some trade-off and obviously you're not a perfect person yourself. So you have to understand like, okay, like there has to be some compromise. So it's like the older you get, the, the more you learn to love that person's imperfections as well as understanding your imperfections and understand like listen this isn't a perfect science 
there's no, you know, this person is person is perfect for me. Might not be the perfect person, might not be every box is checked off for that person, might not be everything that you wanted in a partner, but this person is perfect for me. This person was meant for me. Mm -hmm. just, I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a mic drop moment. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh yeah, if anybody else has anything else to say, I think we can conclude it here. Um word. So Mook, tell the good people where to find us. You can find us at dots up dot podcast on Instagram. So like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. And it's been another episode of the Dots Up Podcast. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair.